candidate for Ohio Secretary of State is back on the ballot after an effort by the current Secretary of State James LaRosa, excuse me, Frank LaRosa, to remove the popular podcaster Tori Maras. Maras had been deemed ineligible after the incumbent's deputy challenged dozens of signatures that left her shy of the required 5,000 signatures to remain on the ballot. However, the Ohio Supreme Court overruled the Secretary of State's office and found that Secretary LaRosa, who is running for re-election, acted in quote-unquote clear disregard of the law by not counting valid signatures. And joining us now is uh, the now once again candidate, Tori Morris, of the popular Tory Says podcast and her lawyer, Warner Mendenhall. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you and good morning. Hi, Tori. I want to start with you first. Why did Secretary LaRosa consider it so important, considering he's a a Trump-endorsed incumbent candidate, to get you off the ballot? Well, because I ran as an independent and I represent over 75% of Ohioans. There has been a mass exodus from both the Republican and Democrat Party, and over 75% of Ohioans are either registered independent or non-affiliated. Therefore, I am representing the majority of Ohio. Clearly, he is very worried that you'll pull uh, Republican voters from him, clearly with a concerted effort to get you off the ballot. And we've seen this in different areas around the country, particularly within the Republican Party. So, Warner, how big was this decision uh, by the Ohio Supreme Court and the implications for other candidates like Tory? Well, it's a very important decision, and it's a a momentous decision. The Secretary of State has tried to have an administrative process whereby he actually went against the rules set down by the state legislature, and he used that to bump Tory off the ballot. So the state Supreme Court has said, no, you have to follow what the legislature said about the election. You have until, you know, the date that they set to submit petitions, not the date set uh, arbitrarily by the Ohio Secretary of State. And you're not stopping here, Tori. Uh, Now that you're back on the ballot, you've supercharged an effort to get rid of the voting machines in your state, which is clearly uh, in line with uh, what we talk about on this show a lot. And in doing so, you've been one of the most vocal people out there, uh, you know, criticizing the machines. You've, you've also highlighted that the elections have already essentially been federalized following this 2017 action uh, from the Obama former DHS head, Jay Johnson. Uh, that's resulted in agreements like this one from a county in Texas between CISA, which we talk about a lot on here in the county. And uh, most of these memos are classified, but Attorney General Ken Paxton has declassified the memos in his state. So, Tori, can you explain this arrangement to our audience and why you think it's important to get rid of these machines? Right. So um, one thing I just wanted to add is I'm not going to take away from the Republican vote. No one's voting for him. No one's voting for the Democrat. Because in 2022, I think most Ohioans are aware that data drives everything. And right now, the data that they collect through their ERIC systems, through the voter poll books, through the voting process in itself, from the ballot marking machines to the devices that actually, you know, you push the button to vote, they know how you're going to vote. They know where they need to campaign. This is why nobody else is campaigning, because they already know that you'll just listen and go party ticket. And they try to fit us into these neat little red and blue boxes because it's easier for them in regards to data to maintain a two-party system. These machines have that intention to know 
the whole picture of every single citizen. And not only that, the software itself is not managed by independent parties. It's actually managed by the federal government. Uh, CISA is in every step of the way from the signature, from petition to ballot box, you have federal employees involved. They are obfuscating access to information about these machines and the way we vote. Why? Because they claim that it's national security. Therefore, we don't have free and transparent with a chain of custody elections because we're not entitled to know how our vote is processed. We just have to trust the government. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that. Considering that though, uh, when I spoke with Frank LaRose on the day that I was put back on the ballot, I actually shook his hand, asked to take a picture. He didn't want to, that's fine. But um, <laughs> I did ask him, what are you gonna do to make sure that I'm on the ballot? And you know what his response was? Every county prints off their own ballots. That doesn't sound very kosher. Knowing <laughs> every county has their own printer <laughs> to just be able to print off ballots. They should be treated like money, right? My vote is my voice and that represents my first amendment. My voice should never be minimized. My voice should never be silenced. And I believe that both parties, the both people that subscribe to parties, that is, believe the same thing, that we must acknowledge every citizen's voice. And these machines are not doing that. In fact, they're suffocating it. So this is a very aggressive lawsuit. We have about 30 seconds left, Warner. Um, you, in the break, you were explaining that this is a unique situation that you actually have a candidate withstanding. That's been a big issue with a lot of the lawsuits. Has a, a candidate withstanding who's willing to go forward. Explain that and how, what's your hopes of being successful? You think you'll be successful in Ohio? Well, let's say, explain something to the audience. I mean, any effort to fix our elections and get them more fair and free and without interference from the federal government is good. So Tory's very brave to do this. So whether we win the initial ruling or not, I think long term we're winning because we're framing the issue, we're educating the public, we're letting people know that we need to get back to in-person, hand-counted, paper ballot uh, voting. That's the way to secure the elections. Let the local people run it. Don't federalize it. Whenever the federal government comes and says, hey, I want to help you, uh, you can bet there can be a problem. And I think we've got that uh, with the Help America Vote Act. Uh, it's a problem. We don't need to federalize elections. We need to localize elections. Yeah, I had a friend that worked in the Reagan administration who would always tell me, you know, what Reagan would say about when the federal government sits there here and, and ready to help, you know, essentially, you, you should be worried. Thank you both for being here. And Tori documents her, everything she finds and, and the progress on her cases at her website, torysays.com. And you can listen to her talk about it on her podcast. I recommend you go there. Thank you both for being here. This, this is really interesting, informative, and it's going to be fun to watch. Thank you, Emerald. Thank you so much. God bless.
everyone. Welcome to our first virtual town hall. As you can see, I'm still in the same outfit from this morning because that's how hard I've been working. Um, it's evening now, and I thought that this would be a great way to kind of just reach out to constituents within the state of Ohio um, as I try to campaign <laughs> with what I, um, whatever days I have left. I'm pretty... Uh, confident considering that I um, conducted a, a survey, random survey, where I asked people, are you registered voter, Republican, Democrat? Many people refused to say. So then the follow-up question was, well, what do you normally vote for? Like, do you go for Democratic policies or Republican? And when they answered that question, I can tell you that 50-50, I had Democrats and Republicans when I asked them, if you could choose your secretary of state, would you choose a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent? Hands down, they said independent. What if you didn't know the independent? What if you don't know what they're about? It doesn't matter. We don't need the parties. And this is where Ohio is. You know, I kind of thought about it for a bit because the slogan for the state of Ohio used to be the heart of America. It's now find it here. I, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of you that are on TikTok have seen the actual um, viral-esque video where the person's like, you can't find anything in Ohio. Well, I think it was meant to be because America will find their voice in Ohio. It has been way too long of a time since 2004 when the first election was stolen. And guess where that happened? right here in Ohio. It was stolen by the Republicans from the Democrats. But don't let that phase you. They all work together. It's just kind of like musical chairs. Who's in power and who's not? In the end, we know that both parties are corporate run. Both of them have interests. Both of them are funded by corporations and big interests, and none of those interests are you. I saw that on September 19th, the incumbent, Frank LaRose, the Republican, issued a directive instructing the counties to disallow distribution of information regarding elections, to not provide information in regards to where the IP is housed, what kind of cybersecurity measures there are, et cetera, et cetera. The reason he did this is because it is evidence that they have federalized our elections. Our Constitution clearly says that state elections belong to the state. In 2019, the House and Senate, together, both Republicans and Democrats, passed a bill. In that bill was um, a suggestion to move all state uh, cyber services, so like state servers, like your state DOJ, your state treasury, your secretary of state, everything that is digital for your state was offered for free for the first year to be housed on a .gov server. The kicker, as I said, was that you have DHS monitoring, storing, tracking, and obviously compiling all the data of your state. Guess who the first Secretary of State was that did that? That's right, Frank LaRose. Now, there is a very important reason that I'm stating this to all of you citizens of Ohio. In the era that we are in of 
information. Data is the new gold. As someone who dealt with data of foreign nations, I can tell you that through that data, you can surmise a more tactical strategy to target the demographic that you wish. Everyone was up in arms as to why Biden wasn't campaigning. And I know a lot of people in Ohio have seen that candidates are not campaigning anymore. Democrat, Republican, there's no reason to. All they have to do is pay a third-party company for the data. And they can see through all your posts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, emails, text messages. Yes, text messages. And they'll know how you vote. So there's no reason to come to you because they already know which way you'll go. And this is why the state of Ohio was so adamant to not have any independence on the ballot. There's a reason for that. The reason is it keeps you entrapped within one box or the other box. Regardless, you're in a box so they can control that. And this is where we're at right now in 2022. We are in an era of tribalism where if you're a Republican, you can't like anything on the left. And if you're on the left, you can't like anything on the right or else you're a traitor. That's not how America is. America is amazing because it is diverse, right? America is amazing because we can all be different and still get along. But for some reason, the media, even your, even your politicians, thump a rhetoric of division. It's either your left or right, black or white, minority, majority, right? Well, here I am. I'm actually a minority. Greeks, make up less than 0.01% of the population. I'm first-generation immigrant. And boy, and I am not a saint either. My living before this life as an investigative journalist was literally stealing elections in other countries for the benefit of the greater good, of course. So as a contractor, that was my job. I can identify weapons of war, and that's exactly what this is. This was actually created within the United States and exploited by many governments. And this is how countries like China and Venezuela maintain their same leaders because they gave people the illusion that they're voting when they're really not. In the United States, though, they're a little bit more craftier. They use data in order to understand where they can steal elections. This has happened for more than two decades. So it's not something new. It didn't just happen, Donald Trump or anything else, you know, or 2016. It happens every single year. And that's what's devastating. That, it, that they've made this a Republican matter or a Trump matter when it's an everybody matter. I've served two presidents, Republican and Democrat. Both of them, horrific. Both of them on the same side. Bush was the one that selected Obama over Romney, over McCain. And do you know what? In the 2008 election, the McCain versus Obama election was just a test. McCain knew he wasn't going to get elected. But what they did was they tested strategies. And it was the first time that a company, mind you, it was a right-wing company, a conservative company. And I say this because these are the titles that they've given each other. Let's just say it this way. It was a fourth unelected branch of government company that helped Obama formulate a social media strategy. 
And this is the problem that we have as a nation. Ohio was the first run at it in 2004, and they failed. They got caught. And when they got caught, the guy that was coming in to testify accidentally died in a plane crash a couple days before he was supposed to turn up. And that's usually how it goes. They all cover for each other. In the meantime, I have the media concocting some new religion called QAnon. And they keep calling me a QAnon follower, which sounds so dumb. And I'll tell you why. Q is actually software. You can go look it up on our trademark site. It's actually software, spyware. Spyware that does not require you to download everything. Spyware that is in all your devices and you can't take it out and you don't know what it's mining. And that is how Q was able to, I don't know, collect information from people that have committed crimes against Americans and humanity. I can tell you that as Secretary of State, my job is pretty much twofold. One is elections. Well, I know it sounds kind of odd to say it, but if I rigged elections in so many nations, 45 elections overseas that I mapped out on how to implement, I could definitely see the funny business. And number two, businesses. Now, those are the most important things of a state, and I'll tell you why. There are people on the left and the right that are crying about various issues. The left has a problem with poverty. The right and the left keep saying they're going to help them. They never do. They never get an answer. The right has a problem with people pandering to them and not doing their job. Well, as Secretary of State, I'm going to implement a new process where we can actually remove elected officials if they don't do their job. I will lobby with legislation to get this into legislation because right now, the way the laws are, they're very protected. For example, and I know many of you are not Republican, and that's fine too, but this is just a key example. Gonzalez ran in Ohio, told everyone how it was horrible, these witch hunts, these impeachments, they're terrible, took everybody's money, right? Told everyone that this is terrible, he's going to put a stop to it. And not even hours after he swore in, he he voted to impeach President Trump. Now, you would say he has that right. Of course he does. Everybody has a right to do anything they want. But when you raise money and you take money, hard-earned money from constituents that want to help you and you lie to them for very valid, like we're talking ironclad, not wishy-washy, like factual, then you're out. And that's something we should do across the board. We have mayors. We have council members. We have judges, judges, judges that get elected into office. See, a lot of people keep thinking, well, since Ohio won Trump, the elections aren't rigged. That's where you're wrong. See, all the elections are rigged. They just have to be careful on where they do it. See, they knew that Ohio would never pass the smell test if Trump failed, right? Because Cleveland is the only one that has a heavy Democrat presence. And that's because of the way Cuyahoga County conducts elections. Now, that's another story of its own. I hope everyone at the Secretary of State's office and those on the Board of Elections are polishing up their resumes. You're going to need it. Now, the concern that we should all have in regards to the elections are the positions that nobody talks about. 
School boards, that's for one. Judges, that's another. Your city councils, your county commissioners, they tax you. They take your money, right? They tell you what to do. And that's exactly what we need to fix. So we need a little bit of cleaning house and we need to be paying attention more. See, I tell people that if the media wasn't funded by Pfizer or Moderna, well, it's Pfizer mostly, then you wouldn't have heard so much about the pandemic. It's all about who funds you. And if you take a look at both candidates, both on the Democrat and Republican side, those that fund them are the corporations. We, the people, are the consumers. But at the same time, we're being consumed. It's like we're on a never-ending hamster wheel where they take our data and they know how many of you have been on Facebook and talked about, I don't know, pantyhose or, you know, a new car. And suddenly you get all these advertisements. Well, that data is also provided to people that are running. I could have purchased the data. I didn't. I could have ran like that. I didn't. Because at the end of the day, I know I'm going to win. Why? Because I represent 75%, over 75% of Ohioans. The statistics in 2021 were that there were 7.9 million registered voters in Ohio. 6.1 million identify as independent or unaffiliated. And let me break down the numbers even more. In Cuyahoga County, which is a Democrat stronghold, as they say, right? There's 75,000 registered Republicans, 125,000 Democrats that are registered, and over 400,000 independents. I've already won. I've already won. Anyone filing party ticket is the problem. This is what we've been told. Fall in line. For some reason, everyone thinks these people are giants. The minute you step off your knees and stand up, they don't look so big. You're in charge. They work for you. And I can tell you that I will work hard for my position because, you know, I have been humbled to the point that for the past two years, my employer is Fortune 1000. The people literally keep my lights on. If I don't work, I don't get paid. If they don't like what I do, I don't get paid. And that's the way you measure someone's success. And this is how our politicians should be. If they don't do their job, they shouldn't get paid. Because on our tax dollars, they get away with everything. Now, I'd like to take a couple of questions and kind of feel this out. I wanted this to be the first Monday that I do this because I will be out campaigning. But I'm also filing a federal lawsuit this week. And I'm hoping that I do right by the people, no matter how you're registered. We're all Americans and we can all agree that our vote represents our voice. That is our First Amendment right. So whatever your wants and your desires are within our nation, you should be heard. Even if I don't agree with you, you should still be heard. Even if I don't like what you say, you should still be heard. And that's how America moves forward. And this is why there's progress. And I'll give this example that I always give on my podcast. Let's pretend we had a problem, just a situation. And we tasked a room of 10 people. If all those 10 people all wore khakis, all were the same religion, all were the same race, all had the same education, all of them thought the same, 
you may get one solution. But if you go to another room and you have 10 different people from all different walks of life, different socioeconomic backgrounds, educated to PhD level, educated to barely high school and not even, whatever race, creed, and religion, all dressed different, and you give them the problem, you will have a thousand solutions within minutes because that's how diversity works. And this is why we have progress because it's a melting pot of minds and people. And in the state of Ohio, while many claim LaRose, see, even the Democrat voters understand the problem with corporations. And we can talk about that, about corporations. I think Wednesday, it should be get to know your candidate day. And I'll start with Frank LaRose, the incumbent that broke the law to keep me off the ballot, that colluded with the Republican Party to keep me off the ballot and cost my campaign every penny we have. And you know what? When I went to the Supreme Court, all I get is $200 back. No one paid my legal fees because that's not how it works. But you know what? You paid their legal fees with your tax dollars. These shenanigans, waste, fraud, and abuse for his benefit, of course. So on Wednesday, we'll have a segment. Who's LaRose? And I can tell you exactly who he is. I can tell you exactly what he does and what he doesn't want you to know. I'll give you a sneak peek, though. In 2019, Joe Biden was not going to run for president only because of the concerns that he had in Ukraine. Back to where Hunter, right? And now that's no longer a conspiracy theory. I mean, as someone that's had the laptop for over, you know, two years, I can tell you, not a conspiracy theory. But now they have to kind of eat crow and kind of not talk about it. But he needed to cover himself. So what happened? We rigged the elections in Ukraine. And this is why Zelensky, who used to be an actor on TV playing president, won by a landslide. And I want you to just take a wild guess who is in Ukraine observing and helping usher the elections in Ukraine for Joe Biden. Take a wild guess. That's right. Frank LaRose. So one should ask themselves, why was Frank LaRose a secretary of state of the state of Ohio in Ukraine in 2019 observing slash ushering elections? Why was secretary of state of, of Ohio, right? Not America, Ohio. Why was Frank LaRose in Israel talking about how awesome the 2020 elections are. Why does he go to Nigeria? Why does he go to all these places that conduct elections overseas? Why is a state secretary of state globe hopping? Well, that we'll talk about on Wednesday. Because, see, they don't just go in and decide one day I'm going to be corrupt. It's either always the plan or they get made because people have to look back to when he first went into office as a legislature. And that'll make sense. So Wednesday, we'll talk about that more. Now, does anybody have any questions in regards to policies or what I'm looking to do? I'm trying to see for the questions. 
Well, there's no new methods to cheat. Linda Pine says there's new methods to cheat. There isn't. It's an algorithm within a trap door. So you guys can under- understand this because I am actually an expert in this, right? Self-proclaimed, I guess, because I don't have a title in Tiara. But here's how it goes. You fill out your paper ballot and then you scan it. The optical scanner will read. So let's pretend that Linda on the screen and I are running against each other. When the ballots are scanned for me and Linda, they go into um, an encryption phase. So they get encrypted, right? And then they get encrypted again. And then they get shuffled to provide some form of anonymity. So nobody knows how you voted, right? (laughs) So weird. That's such a lie. That is such a scam. But... Let me just explain the process that they tell us. So it gets encrypted and then gets encrypted again. And then it gets shuffled around and the votes get swapped and switched. But don't worry, when they decrypt, it'll be your vote, but it won't be Linda and Tori. It'll be A and B and no one will know who's who. Well, that's called a trapdoor system and cryptography Basically, it's a blind spot. It's where some person has the keys to the encryption and decryption. The trick here is, is that during decryption, you can actually give orders. So for example, I don't want Linda to win. I want to win. But Linda has a pretty solid amount of people that want to vote for her. So what I'll do is I'll program it on decryption. If Linda gets a vote, check me 25% of her vote or maybe 35%. And this is why we visualize fractionalization of votes. This isn't the first time. It's been happening for two decades. So who has the key? Well, you'll find that out in my lawsuit. It's definitely not an independent third-party company. You know, presidential transition. So let's see. Any questions? Yeah, well, Frank LaRose filed his signatures. They were filed late um, by other counties um, by two days, uh, somewhat 600 signatures. But he's the incumbent. He can do what he wants. So, um, you know, rules for (laughs) for thee, but not for me. That's the way they work. I'm just trying to see the questions. Please explain Q, who believe. So Q is software. And the people, the drops could have been done by the quantum artificial intelligence and or people that have access to that software and represent themselves as keepers of that software. I can tell you, there's some great men and women that have access to that software and they use it responsibly as to not violate your privacy. What will be done with the tons of drugs pouring into Ohio, especially fentanyl? Ohio is a main route and drop zone. So great question, Rob. So as Secretary of State, my job is businesses. So the first thing we're going to do is audit businesses. And I'll tell you why this is important. The majority of these fentanyl trafficking, while many people would like to think it's just some bum or homeless guy on the street or some guy with no teeth that's tweaked out that sells these, these are very big quantities that come in. Usually these are done through organized crime units, uh, such as, you know, cartels. We don't have much of a presence in Ohio with cartels. I mean, we do have some El Salvadorian cartels, but not that much. Therefore, that means it's being conducted through business. Now, um, in a previous state, I had determined that the fentanyl was coming through 
odd Chinese businesses. And that's something we can audit. Allow me to elaborate. So in the state of Ohio, businesses have not had a thorough audit. The Secretary of State page is a mess. You don't know what's a company and what's a shell company. I vow to make that extremely transparent. And not only that, any business that violates the Ohio State Constitution will no longer be doing business in the state of Ohio. If they mandate people to do things that isn't constitutional, they don't get to do business in the state of Ohio. That's the way it is. You sell drugs, you don't do business here, and you get a criminal referral. Do you by any chance have a business in Haiti? Looking at you, Mike. Well, that can help us fill our coffers. You should get a criminal referral. Like Householder, lots of money laundering. The GOP should get audited. They misappropriated $3 million. No one went to jail. No one was investigated. One of the people responsible for that pretended to file a protest against my certification. So fentanyl, drugs, human, and child trafficking can all be taken care of with a very thorough business audit. But you all know the first one that I'm going to do. That's right. Les Wexner is no longer allowed to do business in the state of Ohio. He's the one that created Epstein. He will be removed first. The hospital will receive a fine of over $10,000 every day until they remove his name. It makes me sick to think that in a pediatric hospital, we have a pedophile's name on it. I don't care if he paid for it. He doesn't deserve to be honored with it. So I hope I answered your question because through business as a secretary of state, I can only do so much. But having said that, how do we fix all these crimes that these selected officials do? Human trafficking, drug trafficking, cartel collusions, right? That actually happens. Money laundering, enriching themselves, all of these things. You know how we fix it? With elections. If we can have free, fair, and transparent elections, it's game over. They'll never be reelected. <clears throat> and how does that happen? With paper ballots. Now you're going to say we do have paper ballots because that's all I hear. But you have a machine that counts it, that encrypts it, shuffles it, and then redistributes it. Not really safe. And mind you, on the day that the Supreme Court put me back on the ballot box, I met LaRose. I shook his hand. I said, may the best person win. Want to take a picture to show sportsmanship? He said, no. I said, okay, then I won't feel bad sharing memes. But I did ask him what he was going to do for me to ensure that I'm on the ballot. And the response that I received was horrific. And I'm sure all of you might feel that too. Oh, don't worry. Your name will be updated and they'll print the ballots off at the county. Wait. Are you telling me the county that can't count, the county that has federal employees, the county whose servers are on DHS-owned servers, the county can just stick paper in and print out ballots? Nope. No. That's my voice. You can go to a gas station, and they, with a pen, can check the authenticity of your dollar bill. But I can't check the authenticity of my ballot? That's not how it should be done.
And this is what my federal lawsuit will be addressing. We need safe and transparent elections. Whoever wins, wins. But why are we using methods that, first of all, impede on our state sovereignty? Because we as a state, we have our own data, our own business. Remember that. Think of it in a business sense. Every 50 states, every, every state of the 50 states is a different business. Our state literally has given the keys for anyone to do what they want in, with Ohio's data, from private identifying information to criminal health records, educational records, field day, traffic cams, drone cams, street cams. Why are we giving the federal government unfettered access? Oh, to be safe. Really? Do you think that's why they do it? Who's out there campaigning for you? Absolutely no one. Because you either are red or blue. They don't care about you. They're reducing you down to a data point. And that is the problem we have when they use data against us. Artificial intelligence and technology should be serving us, not the other way around. And now for most of you that are out there trying to get employed, (laughs) no, no. Well, your employer now runs software that can tell if you're going to be a good employee. It's called time traveling or, let's see, predictive analytics. Because the media loves to just say she thinks she's a time traveler. No, it's called predictive analytics. You can insert so much data that you can actually output and predict the behavior of an individual and the behavior of an employee. So if you're going for a job that may require sensitive access, um, access to sensitive materials or anything, what happens is they can predict if you're going to leak information, if I don't know, they'll put a stressor like a death in the family and see what the outcome is. It's all computer driven. And this is what I did. This is exactly what I did in other nations to find out how I can get them to embrace our policies to put the leaders we wanted, because apparently we're the referee of the world. I mean, no, (laughs) we were supposed to lead everyone into this new one world government where we have one religion and one leader, and it's not a conspiracy theory if it's true. And you all know it. Uh, Let's see. Other questions. Okay, this is the website. Thank you very much, Linda. Is DHS involved in our elections? If so, would you please elaborate? Yes. So as I made mention earlier, the Department of Homeland, first of all, let's, put it, let's rewind. On January 6, 2017, Jay Johnson, who was the survivor, designated survivor for Barack Obama, from his basement in hiding, decreed that elections are now critical infrastructure. So while the whole world was busy between January and May of 2017 with Russia and this, and we don't want Trump and people screaming and this and that, right? Guess what they did? They made it critical infrastructure. And so we saw the movement, but pause, let's rewind to 2016. If you guys remember Georgia, Do you remember the elections, Georgia? Kemp said he caught Russians in his machines on CNN. Do you remember that? And then he backtracked it two days later saying, holy crap, guess what? Not Russia. It was DHS. Why was DHS 
in our machines. Hmm. That happened in 2016 when the fix was in. They were in there fixing, but apparently the closet they had piped up to network into those computers accidentally was destroyed. So we actually had a semi-honest election. It kind of stopped at some point that they couldn't deploy the algorithm. See, if the turnout is too high, I want you to think of algorithms like a seesaw, like this. If there's too many people voting, it'll lean in one way until it cracks. So what you have to do, go, go in and narrow the parameters in so that way it doesn't teeter-totter too much. Well, they couldn't get in and narrow the parameters. Therefore, it teeter-tottered and therefore it broke. And that's why DHS used a backdoor through West Brunswick to access the machines through Georgia due to proximity and cloaking. But their cloaking was compromised because some really great people decided to make sure that they could be seen. And so that's number one. So that is the first step of DHS in there. <laughs> They've been in there. And what they tell you is, oh, we ask them if they'll allow us to monitor and see and do. Well, 2017 went, like I said, on January 6, 2017, he declared that he declared, right? It did, wasn't voted. He made a self-declaration as Secretary of Homeland Security to say elections are now critical infrastructure. No vote, no nothing. He decreed it and it was passed right through and nobody saw it, but I did. I paid attention. I paid attention to the law because elections are my specialty. Well, rigging them. At least this time I could see what they were up to. So I noticed at some point in April of 2017 that the EAC had not undergone meetings. The EAC is the electoral, um, um, let's just say it's a government body that oversees, right, our elections to make sure that the machines that are being used are being checked, that they're verified, and that we use three third-party independent people to check the machines, right? So not independent. But anyway, I followed along and I paid attention to how things were being done. And I noticed that there were no certifications. I sent letters to the House and Senate in 2017. No one responded. It was until October that Senator Wyden actually responded by sending a letter to a VSTL. Now, VSTLs are the ones responsible for inspecting the machines like software, hardware, making sure everything's fine doesn't really mean anything, especially if your VSDL is a former defense contractor. Really means nothing. So moving along, <laughs> at least that was on the record because the machines hadn't been certified since 2017. February 2017, all certifications lapsed. They didn't certify not one machine. So the elections in 2017 and 2018 that got LaRose elected were all bogus because they weren't certified. So I've been on top of this for a very long time. And more so a lot of people will be like, oh, it's because you want your candidate to win. I don't have a candidate. My win is to make sure that we're not forced to vote two ways only. You can't be this or that. This is America. We're in the middle. We're not this. We're not that. We're anything we want to be. And I think in 2022, that's kind of proved it. So DHS, they own, they actually house all our servers. So all the data 
is owned and monitored by the federal government, courtesy of them, of course. And for those of you that know about county elections, they have temporary employees that come in from DHS to check signatures on petition. Oh, and they have temporary employees that are there. Oh, and they all have memorandums of agreements between CIS security. Oh, that's an independent contractor. Actually not. They're an exclusive contractor with DHS about elections. So you have the federal government from beginning to end with full and unfettered access to every single piece of data that goes through their hands. You know, kind of like the way the NSA can watch everything you do, almost like Q software can watch everything you do and it can store it and analyze it. And this is exactly what they're doing. In 2020, what we saw with the elections and the stall, right? One was the staff. They needed to manufacture the evidence to match the digital, uh, the digital outcome, right? That's why we saw this crazy change. And there's no one in America except for a very tiny percentage that may still believe that nothing was rigged, which is ridiculous because they've been doing it for 20 years. Um, but it was also a data heist. And this is why it went from east to west. Obviously, people say it was because it was closing down. Actually, Alaska has like 10 people and they couldn't finish a count for like a week. That's because the data was being shipped off. Data is gold. That's money. If you want to run, all you do is pay for the data and you know where you need to go to get votes. And DHS runs the show. And my lawsuit will demonstrate that. This is the problem that we have, that our elections have been quasi-federalized. They've been done. They, they can watch everything. They have everyone in place. They have these agreements. Frank LaRose on the 19th cited, get this, a bill for terrorism about people with guns on school grounds. He cited terrorism, Right? as to why the counties don't need to give you information of who owns the IP addresses. Cause he doesn't want you to know that we're not in control of anything. He's been quasi federalized. It's game over. Right. The only thing they didn't do was rubber stamp it. And that's why they feel so confident. But guess what? Ohio's not having it. Find it here. My voice, my vote, your voice, your vote. Your voice matters. And that's when we get to exercise our First Amendment, not just on the street, on our soapboxes, or protesting, or saying whatever we want online, which isn't really a First Amendment, because they can knock you off if they don't like it. But at the ballot box, you get to decide. And that is sacrosanct. It's sacred. That is the foundation of our nation. Let's see for other questions. Well, LaRose is deleting him. See, if I say anything untrue about LaRose, like being in Ukraine, being in Israel, being the first secretary of state to deploy, you know, the Alex system, being chosen by Christopher Krebs to get this done, right? Um, being the one who um, put concrete boots on transparency by citing terrorism and national security to hide what's going on with elections. Well, he could sue me according to campaign laws, but he can't. Because every single thing I'm saying is true. I'm also saying that he got money from a pedophile. And that's true too. His financials show it. Is that who you want to put your money into? Someone that takes money from someone who had trapped kids in his Ohio home for the use of politicians as well. 
Really? Any Republican dropping a vote for that man is a hypocrite. He is everything that is wrong with our nation. What steps will you take to prevent voting from illegals? Okay, that's a great question. So back in 2015, I had approached um, the Secretary of State of the state that I was at. I actually told him, why do the voter rolls reflect people that aren't allowed to vote? I don't go to Saudi Arabia or Kazakhstan or Ukraine and vote because I'm not registered. I have no right in that nation to say what goes. Why are people that don't have the right to vote? And I'm not talking illegals. I'm talking legal immigrants, right, with green cards, right? I said they're not allowed to vote. Like, why are they on there? That's against the law. Like, I don't go to Costa Rica on vacation just because they have the elections. I'll just walk in and vote. That doesn't happen. And you know what I uh, what I'm going to do? Well, the BMV needs a little bit of an overhaul. What I noticed is that public um, services of Ohio rents it out to private companies. We're going to stop that. I don't want a private company with databases filled with DMV information. Like, how is Ohio okay with that? So that's the first overhaul. Second, when the voter rolls are printed, because we're going to quash this Alex stuff, the stuff where they have it on on iPads, which, by the way, you can look at the minutes. They're totally talking about iPads connecting through Wi-Fi to the voting machines, but they're not connected to the Internet. Kind of thought the law said no Wi-Fi. Oh, but then they'll tell you it's in the repeater. It doesn't matter. I can still hack it. I mean, I hacked Georgia's. Well, not hacked. I showed an open port in Georgia's elections in 2020 through a Kyocera printer. You think I can't do that to your iPad? Get out of here. So anyway, speaking of it, illegals. Once we do a good overhaul of the BMV, because that is actually the job of the Secretary of State, disallowing private companies to have interest in citizen data. This is what LaRose, I can't believe it, that Ohio literally stole your driver data, right? And all your private identifying information. Because if you go to the BMV to get a driver's license, the place you go to is not state-owned. It's actually a private company, kind of like a franchise, like a McDonald's. I kid you not. So we're going to fix that. And then we're going to have paper voter rolls again. And you know how they're going to be exported? Just the way they can tick off that the 18-year-olds can't be on the list, we're going to tick off people's social security number that are not eligible to vote. And that'll fix the problem. Because right now they're not doing that. They're allowing everyone to be on it. So one thing I am is approachable. and. I will always listen to constituents. And if I can't directly, there's definitely someone that can get the message to me. There is no way that I will not be speaking to constituents. In fact, I think I'll be the first secretary of state that will hold weekly little videos where they'll be better edited than this with the glares and the frizzy hair. I think I'll have it a little bit more tight, right? But um, it'll be a weekly announcement from my office where I will be addressing issues of concern that had been taken care of or raise issues of concern that have been brought to my attention. So I will make sure that we can actually utilize our digital sphere for more um, to be able to speak. And another thing, no more web forms. You guys will have an email address. Okay. Because this is ridiculous. These web forms go into the darkness and nobody responds. Um, yeah, uncertified elections are not certified elections and all. I, I agree. And, you know, uh, once I'm secretary of state, we'll see. 
if um, anything can be done for the past. I mean, it's unprecedented times, and I am a non-traditional candidate, but have we been through this? These are uncharted waters America is going through right now. Yes, very good. School districts, views of businesses. Actually, believe it or not, in the, in Cleveland, in Cuyahoga County, school districts are considered private businesses. In fact, open societies and foreign organizations such as the United Nations and other like Google, um, they actually fund them. So yes, no more of that. No more privatizing our public education. This is why we have all the crazy things we see today. You know, I had to take my daughter out of the Cuyahoga um, Cleveland Metro School District. I had to take her out. And, and I'll be very candid on this, right? She was given a book and she was asked by her teacher to write an essay as to why she feels ashamed that she's white. First of all, she's Greek American. Second of all, what kind of teacher asks students to write a paper to apologize for the skin color that they have when they can't control it. And this is why we can't have private institutions meddling with our schools. How does one kick out China, a secretary of state, when China has its claws deeply entrenched in your state? And yes, Fargo, North Korea is preparing to vote from phones. Well, that was their plan all along to put you on a blockchain vote after they already know your vote. And then, <laughs> and it's not really a blockchain. China's not allowed in here and I'll make sure of it. Anything Chinese and I can find it. It's not, oh, but the company is named Joe Schmo. Yeah. Who's Joe Schmo being funded? Of? Oh, Knight. Oh, UBS securities. Oh, this? Yeah, sorry, can't do business. We will hunker down and make Ohio one of the richest states because we will get rid of any business that deters Ohioans from prospering. Example, we have Walmarts, right? Do you know that when Walmarts come into the states, they get like free tax havens, like no property tax or no sales tax for so much because they're coming in and giving jobs? Did you know that? Yeah. That's not happening anymore. That's not happening anymore. We want people to come here and thrive, not come in for a 20-year contract and then close down. That's what happened in Mayfield. Walmart just closed down there. There's no more Walmart in Mayfield Heights. Why? Contracts up. Now they have to pay taxes. And then they bounce. And suddenly people are left with no jobs. <laughs> but that won't mean anything. Wait till you see what's coming this winter. All the businesses have canceled a lot of contracts. It's Christmas. You would think they would get fulfillment contracts, but they've canceled all of them. Will you? Okay, my job as Secretary of State is not to investigate, but business is my business. And votes are my business. He has businesses, right? He has foundations. And there we go. The wine should be concerned. Okay, so um, can you explain that all the machines are the same and Dominion isn't the problem? Okay, so let me let me make something clear for everyone. Dominion spearheaded the majority of this. They had a silent agreement. How do I know? Right, and they laughed at us, all of America. It was like we were being punked. 
November 7th, a picture was tweeted by a guy named Greg Brower. He was on the Mueller investigation for the Russia thing that never happened, that was kind of invented, right? That one. And he tweeted a picture saying, oh, that's the president, and he showed Biden. And then the next time I saw him, he was on CNN representing Dominion. I hope you can put one and one together. No voting machines will ever be used again in Ohio as long as I am Secretary of State. Technology should be serving us. Some things you just don't reinvent. We can count it with our eyes. I heard one lady saying, we can't count all those ballots. Yes, we can. This is why we have a census. This is why we know how many people are in a district. And we can pay Ohioans to sit down and do it instead of spending billions of dollars to these foreign companies just so they can collect our data and exploit it. For those of you that are on the left, not on the right or in the middle, I highly suggest you watch 2000 Mules. The reason I say this, it's not to show that there's voter fraud, but to actually show you how much of your information is being sold on a daily basis. <laughs> and your state information is free game too. You can buy that too. So that's key and important. So all the machines are one in the same because they're run by federal agencies. Mail-in voting. I am completely against mail-in voting unless we have verifiable counterfeit deterrent ballots. And that's a proposal that I have for those that need a mail-in ballot. They will be serialized like num like money. If my money can be checked at a gas station with a pen, my ballot should too. People shouldn't just be able to print them out and do it. Oh, but there's a paper recipe. Shut up. No, we need it to be an actual, like, recordable, proper ballot that you could check its authenticity like we do money. And I already got the company ready to print them all out. So I've got the solution in hand. 48 hours and we'll have 8 million ballots ready from one place. So on that note, I guess um, this comes to a close. If you have any questions, please put them in the comments at the bottom and someone um, uh, from my campaign team will see them so I can address them. Wednesday, we'll have a who's the Frank LaRose <laughs> segment. So that way you guys can actually get to know who your secretary of state is because he's really not telling you aside from being pompous and rude. He could have taken a picture to show good sportsmanship. On that note, um, I will work hard for your vote. And it's time we abandon the prison that they've put us in. We can only pick left or right and nothing else. Let's find it in Ohio. Let's find America's voice again in Ohio. God bless everyone. Good night. Thank you.